0: Welcome to the Redemptification Podcast, where we focus on inspiring people and communities and starting conversations around the topic of redemptification. Redemptification we define as the creative work of redeeming a person or place to its intended beauty and glory. I'm your host, John Marsh, and I'm joined by my co host, Ty Maloney. Well, welcome to the Redemptification Podcast. We're gonna have a great conversation today with one of my friends for a number of years now and one of our clients in Winter Haven, Florida of 610 LLC. I'm welcoming Bud Strang, who is definitely gotta be one of the most creative visionaries with uh, a tremendous heart for a city, but also a strong enough constitution to take on loving 80 square blocks. And uh, like us, He's uh, invested many years of his life in uh, making a difference in Winter Haven and continues to do so. Bud, thanks for being here. Well, Glad to be here. So we got Bud here in Opelika today. He, he ended up uh, here for an, an event with his wife. And so I said, well, we've got to sit down and talk about some things. So, Bud, uh, thank you for joining us. Tell us a minute about 610. I know um, I've so enjoyed working with you guys over these last few years and all the hard work you're doing in winter haven florida tell us about it
1: well 610 is a uh, a company that actually started back in the 80s it was um kind of grew out of an operating company we had we had sold the operating company and uh ended up with some real estate um and we started buying some real estate in downtown winter haven and just kind of over the years they were all sort of opportunistic buys. There really wasn't any kind of plan at all. Um, but over the years, we uh, accumulated a fair amount of, of real estate in the downtown. And it's about eight or nine years ago we stopped and said, "We need to. We need to look at this a little bit differently, a little bit more thoughtfully." And uh, that's when we really started looking at this downtown, these eighty blocks as a, as one project. And so. Uh,
0: Oh, uh, that's kind of how it, how it got started. Like most of us, I think it kind of grows on us a little at a time. We start off with a few buildings and we're doing some, some buildings and then it becomes, oh my goodness, this is all a complex mixed-use development, maybe I should look at it a little more holistically. And it kind of, most of us that are doing this catalytic development in a place, it kind of evolves to that, right? It didn't start that way. It's just like all of a sudden you go, huh.
1: It, it absolutely did not start. <laughs> and um, there was really no plan. Like I said, there were a series of opportunistic purchases. And and you mentioned, you know, mixed-use. For the longest time, we really couldn't even articulate What it is we were doing right but as we sit here today and with a with the benefit of some hindsight we can you know i think the best description of our project is that it's a mixed use development from the inside out instead of going and clearing off two or three hundred acres and trying to create a a town center from scratch we're working within an existing town center and uh, doesn't mean we're going to own all of the property but uh it's at its core it's a mixed use development
0: yeah and the with unique opportunities and unique complexities i mean the opportunity we call it irreplaceable real estate because we say, well, why do you say it's irreplaceable well it's built in a way we don't build anymore by people who we don't have those kind of skills anymore with materials that we can't get anymore and really unique tight density often and, and unique artful approaches. And that's kind of the definition of something that's irreplaceable. And
1: in a location that you won't be able to, that, that odds are will never be duplicated. There's only going to be one downtown Opelika. There's probably only ever going to be one downtown Winter Haven with the parks and the library and all, of this, all of this municipal infrastructure that just it's not going to be duplicated so I, I i love the term irreplaceable real estate i think there ends up being sort of a moat around these type of investments because the the, the barriers to entry become so high that it just it, it wouldn't make sense to go and try and duplicate it
0: yeah it's really it is it has evolved and organically grown over so much time by so many different people but we're able to come in and take and look at it and layer unique programming and businesses and thoughts over it and really steward a whole area. So I love a couple of years ago as I, we were helping Bud and them and uh, in in their business and some of the things we do with our towns. Bud's town is actually our largest uh, footprint and the largest size of a portfolio of a downtown we're helping um, of all of our clients. And I started saying Bud there's a lot of things in your head about downtown so what would you think about sitting down and making a vision of downtown and putting all this together and wrestling tell us a minute about what it kind of was your experience of taking all that you've been dreaming about and provisional ideas and all this and putting it down into what ended up being a vision document well it
1: was horribly painful (laughs) Um, uh, but a but it ended up being a very, very valuable exercise, as, as, as you like to re- refer to it, doing the pushups, making myself think through all of those things and, and, and trying to add structure to some of those thoughts. Um, it, um, like I said, it was, it was very beneficial, and it's a living document, it's gonna change, you know, it changes monthly. But, but starting to add some structure and some, and some longer range vision and, and uh, uh, thinking to the, to the project was a, uh, it was, it was very beneficial, I thought.
0: Yeah. And I love it. it. It changed you and it changed everything that we do as you thought about. It. So give us a little statistics. How, how many, how many square foot do y'all have? What's the size of this work y'all are doing there? And, well, and we we talk about,
1: you know, it's 80 city blocks, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, that does not mean that we're going to own all of that's it. That's the area and, of focus. That's yeah. our area of, of primary concern, which encompasses the most of downtown Winterhaven. Haven. Um, today, there's a roughly 600,000 square feet in the portfolio, and until just recently, most of that was, was non-residential. It was, we were heavy to office, we're heavy to medical office. Uh, we're we're sort of accidental retail uh, landlords uh, that just kind of came along with the territory. Um, we had purchased a couple of of uh, I call them technology buildings. They were owned by our our uh, local telephone telephone company that we've turned into some you know, data center and, and technology related buildings uh it was just kind of a a real mixture but one of the missing food groups was a residential and it's just in the last couple of years that we've started to really focus on that and that's going to be our big uh our big focus here going forward is to add that residential component to to the mixed-use development
0: it's important to a downtown and i mean there's probably how has there been any new product of any size built in downtown winter haven in a long time how much are y'all looking at doing what's your aspirational thoughts
1: we we built a we dipped our toe in the water a few years back with just a nine unit project and that was the first new residential in the downtown in over 35 years since that time we added another 20 uh units and um but what what those two projects did it, it did make us really focus on that multi-family component and as a result of that we've got a project going forward we're calling it our 505 project we would like to build 500 residential units thereabout about in the downtown core over the next five years we won't attempt to do all of that by ourselves some of this will we will be partnering with folks who have uh, a lot more experience, if you will, with with multifamily. But uh, we think we've got the we think the demand is there. We went and, and uh, had a market study done by the folks over at Zimmer and Volk. Um, we were really pleased with the, their findings. And uh, anyway, we're we that's our big push going forward is to get these 500 units built.
0: So as we pivot kind of to the capital conversation, which is what we wanted to have today we're catalytic developers. We're in these towns. We say this this car runs on cash. It is a capital heavy business. And and some of our struggles is each of us, I mean, do we raise outside capital, How leverage our own things, take in partners? There's all the different things that people try to do. But I believe to scale, you guys are one of the most unique of the way that you've approached it. So in the beginning, you sold businesses and you were funding this Basically, out of out of sales you had or your own personal, then you began to make a, a real change. Tell us about like your progression in this capital conversation as a catalyst de- developer.
1: Well, up until about seven or eight years ago, you're right. We were using local banks, our own capital. And there were a couple of operating businesses that were sold along the way. We reinvested some of those proceeds into the into the real estate. But around seven or eight years ago, we, as we uh, start to really take a deep look at what we were doing and, and plan on where we wanted to go with this, we realized that we were not gonna be able to do this just with uh, the, uh, the old way of, of financing, if you will. Okay. So we, we ended up doing a, a capital raise. We took, in, we took in about $12 million worth of outside investment these um, our investors were, were almost all from the community, mm. folks that had been sort of watching us along the way and seeing what we were doing, and and uh, had expressed interest in the past in investing. So that was the first time we had taken in outside capital. And so that got us another three years down the road with our with
0: our development. How training. many folks did we get that twelve million, I and see. kind of what was it like to do that?
1: I think that first raise there were somewhere twenty-five to thirty investors. Okay. And as, as I said, they were all all local folks who had a, uh, a, a deep connection with the community. Most of them, all of them, were folks that we knew. Hmm. And uh, the um, the process was a was a. Um, uh, an interesting one, you know, there's the legal aspect of it as far as doing the, the offering documents and all of that, which was a, uh, which was a, a good exercise to go back in and, and document everything that we had done in the past. Kind of do a history lesson and bring it up a, to current. There was a lot of cleanup along the way and, and it was a, uh, like I said, it was, it was an interesting process. I think that first race took us about three or four months mm-hmm. to, to, to put in place. Um, and uh, it it also forced us to put m- new processes and procedures in place because we were the
0: meet, the we had gone it. a little
1: bit public, if you will, right. at the at the time. But um, it uh, you know one, one of the biggest challenges is as you know firsthand these are these are not get rich quick overnight type <laughs> projects. This is a um, this is a long term deal. And so our... Uh, Did
0: y'all see it then as a long-term deal? Were you saying, hey, this is a long... Or were you just beginning to see this? We were just to
1: beginning to... We didn't, you know, multifamily wasn't even on our radar screen. The The number of buildings that we acquired since that first raise, I think we've... Well, I, I, I know the numbers because I looked at it just recently, I think. When we did the first raise gross assets for 6M, we were about 45 million. Mm-hmm. We're at 120, 125 million today, mm-hmm. so we, but I couldn't have told you back then. That, that That's wasn't what, we what you, right? What we were going to do, and, so, and of
0: course, we still know now we're growing again. We've got a plan. We've got another big, another big
1: uh, step up, if you will, and it's.
0: Uh, well, because it, because you know that there's this opportunity. I mean, your community is growing like crazy, right? We are blessed by geography, being yeah. in the
1: in the center of the state between Tampa and Orlando. We've got, I think, our MSA is in the top seven or eight in the country in terms wow. of, of percentage growth so we're we we've got some pretty strong tailwinds mm-hmm. and um, which certainly helps but the, the capital side it's it, it's
0: just always a challenge it's a, how, how does it I mean so many of us you know think about it we're, we're if we only had the money I mean, it, how many times have we had the conversation you know how to get to the capital that's properly aligned that's somewhat patient enough. I mean, we're not expecting crazy, but it has to have some patient characteristics to it. And I believe you and I believe, as one of our friends, Ward Davis, says, over time, this really can work out incredibly. I mean, most of the mistakes, he says, people like us make is to sell too soon, right? Well, the, the value creation curve for this type of
1: development, new urbanist infill mixed-use type development i think a lot of the value creation it takes place in the in the outer years but i think they can certainly outpace the a more traditional development type curve if you will but it's you do have to have the right the right perspective for your capital investors going into it they have to
0: be aligned with you And they i think y'all's capital investors are really aligned i mean you're right there with them you don't get any more than they get do you that's right our, and our structure and intentionally so our um our
1: economic interests are exactly the same as theirs there we don't have any preferred
0: yeah you're right there with
1: distributions we're in there for we're in there with them and 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 i I think that's been i'm really glad we did it that way because that we do have really good alignment
0: when they see them they see you and and see themselves as partners not as just investors from they they get to be a part of the upside of this amazing opportunity together and one thing about investing in your town is not only do you get the return you get to experience it you're there with it i mean you're living in the investment you know it's kind of a unique situation one thing i think is interesting about irreplaceable real estate think about this one of our downtown buildings that was built a hundred years ago solid masonry walls beautiful building details if we keep a roof on that thing it's going another hundred right but but our appraisals could look like the same as a sheetrock box with some drive it on the outside because so often the banking and our capital getting our money from banks, the appraisal is based on, you know, just what what does this square footage produce and how much did it cost to build? And we really don't get the upside of the beauty and intentionality sometimes that will show up later in our returns, right? That's right. So that's one hidden thing, I think, is the structures are quite, we couldn't build downtown Winter Haven today at 500 600 a foot no way i don't
1: think so
0: right yeah. so that's a big piece so you're at, you're at the you took in the 12 million dollars that gave you a little more runway of course we, we did it we did another raise i, I believe that was in,
1: in four or five years later mm-hmm. uh for sort of the next the next big push and um you know it's it is a uh we think we've got good alignment with our with our partners At the same time and, you know an investment people want to have current distributions mm-hmm. they want their share price to appreciate and then they'd like to be able to get in and out if they could you know sometimes life shows up and and, and people need liquidity so if you if you think about those three uh, investment considerations they all work against each other right and per- particularly when you're trying to grow and, and invest as, as rapidly as we have, and you talked about it, we're, we're in one of the most capital-intensive businesses you can be in, and it just, it just eats it for breakfast, and it's
0: a um, So, th- those are the, the tensions that we So, the we, tension we were... is, do I pay a distribution? Do I have that money aside? And, and reinvest to grow the share value? Or do I take that money and allow you to have some sort of redemption opportunity? Talk to us a minute about those three tensions because it really is, and it's one of the reasons so few investments of, of the size we're talking about are able to dance in this world for a long time, right? To have a long range vision. And, and
1: that's a great description. It's a, it's a dance. It is a dance. It's a dance. It is. And it is, our, our strategy has been to, to try to thread the needle to some degree. Um, in, in, the early, uh, in the early days, we really, we really weren't in a position to, to offer liquidity. Somebody needs to get out. And, and, and they knew when they came in, this was gonna be a long-term long-term play
0: you did have some changing hands of those shares earlier on though right there, there I mean, is, b- between there have been some private transactions
1: right. in, uh, and um, and so th- there were some th- there was some liquidity th- th- through through that channel um, we had a redemption provision in our operating agreement from, from the get-go. It was up to us to decide whether we would redeem shares um, uh, every year. We have just recently decided to, to to start doing that, to to start offering some liquidity. So that's
0: Because you have some older folks in your thing and their change of life, they may want some liquidity out of that. So what does is, what is a redemption look like in that world kind of?
1: We, we do a, a share price evaluation at the end of each year. Some of our, We have some of our investors that own through their IRA and we're, we're, we have to repeat report a, a valuation. And, and we have a, a process that we, we go through every year to come up with that valuation. And so this year, for example, we've, we decided we're gonna redeem a million dollars worth of shares. I think mm-hmm. our operating agreement gives us a, the ability to redeem up to two million. Mm-hmm. We're going to start and it'll be the first year that we've done that We've paid some modest distributions along the way we've had some we think modest increases in the in the in the share price but we think we're really kind of getting to the to the the good part of the curve where these values are going to really start accelerating. We've got a number of things that we still think we need to do to finish out this project these residential being a bit the
0: 505 we need
1: to get that in and we're not going to try to do all of that ourselves we'll partner with. but sites. you've
0: got scattered sites you spent your time land banking and acquiring the sites to make all this work which is not a small thing
1: right it's not and we didn't realize at the time as we were going along and doing these at the time mostly commercial projects that that we were land banking some sites that would end up being we think the best multifamily sites in the downtown core because we didn't multifamily wasn't even on our radar screen back then but we sit here today and think that think we've got four or five locations that are we think are they're you know, high walk scores right in the downtown core um relatively easy to develop from a from a multifamily standpoint so um that's been a like i said we didn't realize at the time
0: <laughs> we thought we were
1: just buying an old building and,
0: you're learning along the way. So your second raise, you raised uh, about four years later.
1: S- similar in size, I th- mm-hmm. uh, another 12 or $13 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just really was a continuation of our development
0: plan. Uh, they saw what you were doing, saw that you were being faithful with it, decided other folks, and some, I'm sure, some of the original folks and some new folks, huh?
1: yes and but all the the common denominator being I mean, they were everyone was basically local mm-hmm. from from our community um and you know, they would like to get a nice return on on their investment but there's also that intangible return hmm. that also will come along with this we think and that if you're if if we're successful with our project, then then the the whole city will benefit. And there's know. some
0: there's some 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 things that are benefits from a tax standpoint as well, right? I Absolutely. Mean, y'all are there's some phantom losses that get depreciation. A, a, a lot of uh,
1: accelerated. Depreciation and so there, are um, the, the returns compared to the stock market. And given the way the markets run, the last is you know, we're, we're not going to compare favorably there, favorably there, but we think it's been maybe
0: good. can over a longer period of time, though, huh? I think we will. I yeah, really do. I do too. I believe that, and I believe that there's so many benefits to that. So, in raising money locally, the way you have. It, it, what is a couple of things you've learned that you just say man i, I wish I would have known this you know this is something that I know is important and mm-hmm. and uh you've you've kind of supersized this thing and planning on doing it more as much as we've seen anyone in this raising local capital and trying to do this so it's uh it's a situation where so many of us are working to to do the 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 downtowns or the places we love, and we're we're using bank financing and using, um, you know, some outside capital, but not the structure like you've used to where you actually get, and I guess now you're 60 or so investors? Correct. And uh, that's still a small number, right? It is, and, and
1: one of the things that has made a lot of difference um, in the, you know, as we've talked about, this is a very capital-intensive enterprise, in, in the early days, like we were relying primarily on community banks, or mm-hmm. local community banks, and as the projects got smaller, uh, the, the the type of financing that that we were uh, that we were going for changed quite a bit. the The equity side is one thing, but also getting the, the debt side. Yeah, we're doing things today significantly different than. Well, we like were, even with when like,
0: institutional recently, you've moved into the. Realm of uh, bigger boy. We did CMBS, a, a couple of years CMBS, uh, which ago, is a we, bit like a proctology
1: exam. We took our our stabilized properties, a, a mm-hmm. pool of stabilized properties. I think we had 21 uh, buildings that went into that, and we did a CMBS deal, which was a a, a very um, <laughs> it was a pain, painful process, but it it did a number of things for us. One, from a from just a cash flow standpoint. Some, uh, Significant so impacts rates. on our on, on on cash flow with long-term fixed-rate uh, yeah. debt, and um, we were able to negotiate some interest-only periods that were also very beneficial. There again, we had to, we had to put new processes in place. Uh, our one of the, the the guys that helped us uh, through that process is that at the end of it, he said, "Well, congratulations, you guys." graduated to a more institutional level of financing and to do that in a in a tertiary market like we're in he said that's that, that's a uh, that's going be a really good thing it's going to help you going forward and so we're uh, while we're focusing on the equity side we are also equally focused on the, on the debt side making sure we get that piece right
0: It's a big deal and you've learned so many things along the way I love what y'all are doing in Winter Haven it's amazing and your vision is, is enough to keep uh, to keep you compelled. Uh, 500, 500 units in five years, and it sounded good to Bud, so that's how we picked five hundred. But it is a it was a very arbitrary number. I didn't know if everybody was going, go, hey, let's do it. I, it was, and now we're wondering, <laughs> is, we're only at four eighty. Where does the other twenty go, or whatever? It failed. It's, <laughs> you didn't get that. So it's it's amazing, but um, kind of landing that. What a to give some folks an idea of a little bit about you guys have had us helping you for the last uh, last three years. And if you had to give it because people always ask us, what in the world do y'all do? And so um, we're going to try to share with people what we're doing with these six or seven clients we have that are all wrestling the same things that you and I are And so if you had to say a few minutes about what do you think some of the value we brought or what we do, what would, what would be some of those, uh, some of those things? Well, it was interesting. When we first started talking to you
1: guys and I really wasn't sure what you guys did either. (laughs) And um, I I knew you were doing some cool stuff here in Opelika and, and understood a lot of the things that, that go into a project like this. It's a, uh, you know, this idea of a, of a, A project that is so open-ended as this—it's not your typical real estate deal. Um, You know the guys over at—I don't know if you know John Anderson—the guys over at the Incremental Development Alliance. I was reading one of their one of their pieces here not too long ago, and somebody asked him, "Well, how do you do these kind of projects?" And he said, "Well, you just start and you don't stop." And so it's a, which is a, is profound. It's not your traditional real estate development model, but we as as our project developed and as we got further and further into it the, the need for for a, a more intentional approach to the business as far as our management team that was a that was something we really we needed some assistance with and and, and you guys have been a big help there and um I think I've sure shared this with you. At first, I thought it was just a bunch of you know uh, of air, but uh, you guys have added significant value in the fact that you understand the 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 uh, opportunities and challenges associated with with this type of project has been a um, like I said we we have a as you know a standing call the every every week and we, we look forward to it every week because we learn something every time.
0: Yeah, and we, um, we you know, we've helped them wrestle, you know, some of the how do you model this, how do you build filters. Um, one of the partners there, Kerry Wilson, says we're a corporate therapist, but it's really we care about relationships and we know how different wiring and different people fit together to make a dynamic team. And then also Bud and his CFO, who's an incredible guy, Steve Chrisman, have instituted a, we meet with them weekly on a, a VNI, which we call Visionary and Integrator Model, which is an EOS model, but we've helped adapt that to how you run this type of development with that. And But as the visionary, um, it, it's difficult sometimes to share your your passion and your belief and have to make it land in the sterile world of spreadsheets, huh?
1: Well, I and mean, you mentioned that the, that VI type mm. of That's I, I consider that one of the the uh, uh, most beneficial takeaways from from a lot of what we've been doing with you guys is that getting that that uh, relationship between me and our CFO has just it's 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 been huge and. Uh, as, as we go forward i think the sort of the foundations I, I wouldn't be i would not be as excited about this next phase of the growth if we hadn't stopped and really kind of figured out the management team made sure we had everybody in the right spot and uh, just i think it was just essential for for the next, the next
0: it really is. And building beyond. We say not just success, but succession. And Bud and I laugh because we call it the way better dang team. And so we're always asking, well, who's the next way better dang team? What does it look like? How are we going to have this carry on? So That's right. it's been great um, to have a few minutes with you and talk about capital. There's a lot more we can say, and you're doing some pioneering work in Winter Haven. And uh, I encourage you, if you want to see... What a town that's doing some really cool stuff. You ought to visit Winter Haven, um, breweries, restaurants, amazing shops, retail, co- combining with the you know the vision of the city and just y'all are a, a great example of, of what it means to love a place and to go all in on it. So thank you for taking a few minutes to sit down with us, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Enjoyed
1: it. Thank you, John.